Rel. Hey, baby. How you doing? This is Rel. Welcome to the back of the classroom. Today, we're going to talk about something real deep. We're going to talk about the similarity between Native Americans, Black Americans, and today's society. And what I want everyone to do is keep in mind what's going on today. And then we're going to go back into time. And you can find everything I'm about to talk about on history.com topics, Native American history. And you click on the Native American history timeline or Native American timeline. And you'll see. Everything I'm saying is publicized already. I ain't making none of this up. But we're going to put two and two together. And we're going we're gonna to understand something new. So let's first, let's get into our partnership with Magical Pose. Uh, it's a clothing line for men, women, most teens. You can find them on Instagram, Magical Pose. M-A-G-I-C-A-L-P-O-S-E. And you can check them out on their website, MagicalPose.com. M-A-G-I-C-A-L. P-O-S-E dot com. Uh, be advised due to COVID shipping delays range from 7 to 14 days. You'll get your first email with a receipt letting you know, you know, you purchased a product. And then your second email you'll get once the product is shipped with the tracking number. So you can go ahead and uh, check that out. Uh, there's a couple of sales that's been happening. I hope everybody took advantage of it. Um... A lot of people might not like this topic, so might not get monetized. So what I look forward to is all the patrons and everybody who supports this channel. Uh, those who want to donate, Cash App, KingRel333, dollar sign, K-I-N-G-R-E-L-333. On Anchor FM, you can go ahead and there's a donation tab you can click on that and donate as much as you prefer um anything to keep this channel going allowing the research and the message to get across i'm relying on my people on my tribe on my village uh you can find me on social media twitter king rel 333 k-i-n-g-r-e-l 333 on facebook rel jackson r-e-l-j-a-c-k-s-o-n instagram you can find me Rel Jackson, R E L J A C K S O N. And on YouTube, you want to follow me there, R E L J A C K S O N, Rel Jackson. I want to thank all the supporters. I want to thank everybody who's donated this far. It's definitely appreciated and it definitely allows this channel to grow. And I can keep bringing you a more positive message. And, you know, again, it's just a conversation that we have to enlighten each other and we can correct the narrative because for so long we've been hearing the false narratives and we're going to put it all together so for everybody who's liked commented reposted shared uh save the video to queue it up later thank you it helps with growing this platform and manipulating the out not manipulating but getting the algorithms to these uh platforms to spread this message along because everyone this page is public so everybody thank you now let's get into it again i told you you can find this on native american history.com 
on the History Channel, sorry, based on the Native American history timeline. So, for my people, give you a little bit about myself. I have Native American ancestors who always known this, right? Everybody who's obviously can see me, who's ever seen me, and again, you can check my social media. I don't resemble what you would say your average Native uh, Native American or Black American, right? Everyone who's ever seen me, who's never known me, will tell me I'm mixed, right? Check me out. You can tell by my eyes, I'm not what you would consider your average Black American. And a lot of people have noticed the features, for those who are familiar with the features of Native Americans, they can see it. It's all in my face. Even when it comes down to um, body types, the way I am, I'm not six feet, five nine, right? I'm, I'm in between because again, I got you know both sides of the uh, both sides of the family gene pool, and I've always had a an ability to just pay attention and learn, and I've always put two or two together. So now I'm, you know, sharing some of my insights with you guys because I would like this village of mine to grow. I want more people to understand who we are as a people. And I feel like we need to come back together because for too long, we've been divided. For too long, we've been at odds with one another and we've been distracted by the odds with one another. I think that's the biggest distraction we have. And in order to change the narrative, in order to fix those distractions and allow us to focus on what we need to focus on we got to come together and we got to go back and learn our history so we can understand how long they've been using the same playbook the only thing that's changed is the resources in which they've improved their technology and how they've improved their ability to execute and the technology also comes in the form of what they would consider medicine. Okay? Alright, so let's get into it. So, it starts off by talking about Christopher Columbus. How he stepped foot on what would come to be known as the Americas. Known as the Americas. Not North, not Central, not South. The Americas. Because we know he ain't stepped foot in Florida. He was in the West Indies, but let, let the History Channel tell you. Okay? Because the expansion territory was inhabited by Native Americans. It says it inhabited. He didn't discover nothing. But it tells you throughout the 16th and 17th centuries as more explorers sought to colonize their land, Native Americans respond in various stages from cooperation to an indignation to revolt. What does that mean? It means they were naturally accepting people. You come here, hey, how you doing? What's going on? We're going to get to know you. We're not at odds with you. We don't know you to not like you, which is a big issue nowadays. Apparently, you cannot like somebody you don't know. Where does that come from? I don't know you to not like you. I can't have an issue with you if I don't know you. But that's part of the institutionalized racism and false narratives that's posted and projected onto people in order to maintain the division. But we'll get into that. Don't want to get too far off. So it says after siding with the French in numerous battles during the French and Indian War, 
and eventually being forcibly removed from their homes under Andrew Jackson's Indian Removal Act, Native Americans' population was diminished in size and territory by the end of the 19th century. Wow. Did you know that? Remember, this is America. This is something that they've done. What does diminishing a people's population and territory look like? Because if you take out a civilization, isn't that considered genocide? That's not a genocidal act. I'm just asking. I'm not stating any facts. I'm reading and we're exploring the terminology. This is the back of the classroom. We're going to talk about it. We're just sharing opinions. But the fact is here on the history.com. So I ain't making this up. What does that look like? Isn't that not genocide? Is that a war crime? Or are, are it, I don't know, like a historian, if a comment, let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's have these conversations because you came to a land where people was already at and you decided to get rid of them. And they're called colonizers. What is it called in 2020? Gentrification. Oops, I'm sorry. Did, did, did. Hope I didn't strike a nerve there. Because uh, you just changed the verbiage. But we're going to stay on task. Like I said, we're going to go back in time to say and realize they ain't changed nothing. Playbook still the same. Give you a little timeline history because it goes back. In 1492, Christopher Columbus lands on a Caribbean island after three months of traveling. Believed at first that he had reached the East Indies. He described the natives he meets as Indians on his first day. He ordered six native to be seized as servants. Sounds like slavery. No? Not yet? We ain't catching on yet? All right, cool. Mind you, that's 1492. Listen. And I'm on both sides of the... I told you, my family... I got both. So I'm I'm double impacted by what we would consider what slavery is. Slavery, black history does not start with slavery. Native American history does not start with Christopher Columbus. As you see in 1492, once he landed, people were already there. They had a history long before that. So when it comes to knowing your history, when they only want to start your history based on their involvement, when they came around, you got to pay attention to that. Because we cool. That's your interpretation. We all seen a fight and we all heard somebody else talk about it. Yeah, that's what that's how you saw it. That ain't how the whole thing went. And if you ask the person who went through it, they'll tell you the backstory, what happened when they woke up the week before that, the month before that, because there was things obviously going on before the interaction happened. And all of a sudden, that's the only thing that's spoken about. We ain't going for that no more. In April of 1513, Spanish explorer. Juan Ponce de Leon lands on continental North America in Florida and makes contact with Native Americans. Wow. So in April of 1513, you had Native Americans in Florida. So who's native to this land? Native Americans, right? But they had a tribe. They had a name. But unfortunately, because the history of them were changed, now they're called Native Americans, but they had a name. When you meet somebody, you introduce yourself, you introduce them as who they say they are. That's their name. And then when you introduce them to somebody else, you refer to them by the name they told you. And that's who they are. If they have an alias or something else, that's cool. But you address people by their name. Listen, 
close friends with a female who will correct you 100% of the time if you say her name wrong. We should all have that attitude. Listen, that's not my name. You're not going to call me that. You're going to address me by the name that's given to me by my birth parents and or the name I chose to give you. But you're not going to call me whatever you want to call me. And we should all have that same energy. In February 1521, Ponce, Ponce de Leon, I might be saying it wrong, please forgive me. He departs on another voyage to Florida from San Juan to start a colony. Months after landing, Ponce de Leon is attacked by local Native Americans and fatally wounded. I ain't mad at them. Because you're trying to colonize gentrification. You're trying to take over. You want to come in to my land and then tell me how I'm supposed to live. So would that not be the same as the government or police officers coming into your home and then telling you what to do? It's your home. You can defend your home and it's a constitutional right. In fact, it's a law of. It's a castle and the man's home is his territory and you could defend your home and it's considered self-defense but this is how they treat citizens if they don't consider you a citizen they'll go you're not entitled to that we'll get into that in may 1539 spanish explorers and conquistador hernando de soto lands in florida and conquered the region he explores the south under the guidance of native americans who have been captured along the way so you come to a land, you conquer the region, the area, which means you go to war with them. So you're taking what's not yours. But because I guess somebody else was killed from your people, you decide to come over and try to take over. I see where y'all coming from with this. And then you take the people from that area to show you what's going on. So this is more indentured slavery. We're just going to keep passing this on from one person. And then when they have kids, you're going to move them to the next one and you're going to keep using them. Don't worry, we'll get into that, too. October 1540, DeSoto and the Spaniards plan to rendezvous with ships in Alabama where they are attacked by Native Americans. Hundreds of Native Americans were killed in the ensuing battle, of course, because um, the word got around. We know what's going on. You ain't come with peace. In 1595, we all know Pocahontas, that's when she was born, daughter of Chief Powhatan. Now, in 1607, Pocahontas' brother kidnaps John Smith from Jamestown Colony. Smith later writes there. I'm sorry. Smith later writes that after being threatened by Chief Powhatan or Powhatan, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, he was saved by Pocahontas. This is, um, and of course, this is actually saying a scenario was debated by historians, but yet the history channel, the history.com is still putting it out there. They're seeing, the way they see it and they'll let you know it's debated got it Pocahontas was captured by Captain Samuel Argyle in the first Anglo-Pohatan War while captive she learns to speak English converts to Christianity and is given the name Rebecca does that not sound familiar people family friends is that not familiar is that not what happened to black Americans Slave, captured, slaved, you had to learn to speak their language and then you adopted their religion. Are they not using the same playbook? But if we don't look back and pay attention to our past, we're not going to pay attention and see what's going on now. Now, here goes a person, a female who was brought up a certain way. She had her own ways, her own culture. 
But because she was captured and she was there for so long, she had enough time to learn a language that wasn't even hers. And then adopted a religion that wasn't even hers. All in the name of survival. So when you see people go, yo, we got to ride this out. They choose not to take their own life. They choose to submit until there's an opportunity to strike back. And then sometimes they get so comfortable. They never do. So it's a game of chess. Do I attack and lose my life? Fight for it? Or do I lay in wait? Or do you just submit totally to each their own? I can't tell you how to do it. I could just let you know how things played out for others. Again, when you learn the strategies, you can prepare. Now, by 1622, now mind you, I'm telling you the date so you can see how much time has gone by. Because when Pocahontas was captured in 1613, but... Um, John Smith was captured in 1607. Do the math. Six years later, they didn't say he learned the language. Now in 1622, the Powhatan Confederacy nearly wipes out Jamestown Colony. Whoop de whoop. In 1680, a revolt of Pueblo Native Americans in something went wrong. Whoa. Again in a few seconds. That's crazy. All right, so that's my uh, legs acting up. That means the feds is listening. Keep up with <clears throat> Excuse me. So, in 1754, the French-Indian War begins, pitting the two groups against English settlement in the north. Divide and conquer. I'm telling you, the playbook has not changed. In May 15, 1756. The Seven Years' Wars between the British and the French begins with Native Americans' alliance aiding the French. Because, of course, they need our help. They're going to always need our help. Did, did we not see how the Tuskegee Airmen, what was that about? They needed other people to assist them in fighting a war that they wanted to win. Fighting the next man's war. But, of course, because we here and it's the land that they want to occupy and other people want to occupy. They're like, hey, other people are coming. The devil you know versus the devil you don't know. They're going to tell you to pick a side. What we need to do is pick each other. In May 7 of 1763, Ottawa Chief Pontiac leads Native American forces into battle against the British in Detroit. The British retaliate by attacking Pontiac's warriors in Detroit on July 31st. In what is known as the Battle of, battle of Bloody Run. Pontiac and company successfully fends them off, but there are several casualties on both sides. 1785, the Treaty of Hopewell is signed in Georgia, protecting Cherokee Native Americans in the United States and sectioning off their land. 1788 to 89, Sakagawe is born. In 1791, the Treaty of Holston is signed in which the Cherokee is given up all their land outside of the borders previously established. They reneged on a deal. They reneged on a deal. Gave him something, you took it away. You reneged. Bottom line, you can't be trusted. <laughs> August 20, 1794, the Battle of Timbers. The last major battle over the Northwest Territory between Native Americans and the United States following the Revolutionary War commences in the, revo- in the results in U.S. victory. So we lost that. No? No one's seeing things clearly 
No problem. Because all of the things that has happened, mind you, we're, this is 2020. I'm telling you what's going on back in the 1800s, the 1700s. The playbook has not changed. November 2nd of 1804, Native Americans, Sakawe, Sakagawe, apologize, while six months pregnant meets explorers, Meriwith Lewis and William Clark. We all heard about Lois and Clark. They made a TV show about Lois and Clark using a Superman, trying to keep the name alive, but pay attention. During the exploration of the territory of the Louisiana Purchase, the explorers realized her value in a translator. By April 7th, 1805, Sakagawe, along with her baby and husband, to St. Charbonneau, John Lewis and Clark on their voyage. In November 1811, U.S. forces a Native American war chief Teka Musa Tecumseh say, sorry if I'm saying it wrong, and his younger brother Lawataka, their community at the juncture of the Tipicano and the Wabash rivers is destroyed. They'll come and they will destroy what you have. It leaves you with nothing, but of course they have the troops to revitalize and do something. Wait, sounds familiar. Was that Tulsa, Oklahoma? Was that not something that blacks had that was destroyed? Are they not using the same playbook? Listen, you can look up everything I'm telling you. I'm not making this up. This is like, come on, everybody. I need everybody to open their eyes. I need everybody to see what's going on here. By March 27th, 1814, Andrew Jackson, along with the U.S. forces and Native American allies, attacked Creek Indians who opposed American expansion and encroachment of their territory in a battle of Horseshoe Bend, the creek seed more than 20 million acres of land after their loss. They're just going to come, they're going to kill everybody, and they're going to take what they want. In May 20 of 1830, President Andrew Jackson signs the Indian Removal Act, which gives plots of land west of Mississippi River to Native American tribes in exchange for their land that is taken from them. They're telling you. You, you can choose to believe what you want to believe, but the facts are here. 1836, the last creek of Native Americans leaves their land on Oklahoma as part of the Indian removal process of the 15,000 15, creeks who makes the voyage to Oklahoma. More than 3,500 don't survive. Now, mind you, I just told you how they bombed Tulsa, Oklahoma. People, we were sent there. Native Americans were sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, let me not say Tulsa, but Oklahoma, right? Because it doesn't say Oklahoma. Let's not add to it. To Oklahoma. Then a civilization of black folks who was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, got bombed. So I guess they wait for you and your grandkids or your grandkids to go, uh, we want this back. Boom, we'll bomb you for it. We gave it to you anyway. Moving right along. On people, I can't make this up. It's here. We have to learn to read and do research because everything we need to know is here. Their playbook is here. The more we know, the more we can understand the games and the strategy they're playing, and we can come, we can we can work this out. We can overcome. In 1838, with only 2,000 Cherokees having left their land in Georgia to cross the Mississippi River, President Martin Van Buren enlists General Winfield Scott and 7,000 troops to speed up their process by holding them at gunpoint and marching them 1,200 miles. More than 5,000 Cherokees die as a result of the journey. 
this series of relocations of Native American tribes and their hardships and deaths during the journey will become known as the Trail of Tears. People, it's always been here. 1851, Congress passed the Indian Indian Appropriation Acts, creating the Indian Reservation System. Sounds like a concentration camp. It sounds like, I didn't say it was, Native Americans aren't allowed to leave their reservation without permission. Sounds like house arrest. Sounds like martial law. Listen, they only changed the verbiage, but the playbook is still the same. October 1860, a group of Apache Native Americans attack and kidnap white Americans, resulting in the U.S. military falsely accusing Native American leaders of the Chirachu Apache tribe, Cochise, Cochise and Apaches increased raids on white Americans for a decade afterwards. I ain't saying we got to go to war, but I'm telling you, listen. That was in 1860. Come November 29, 1864, 650 Colorado volunteer forces attacked Cayenne and Arapaho encampments along Sand Creek, killing and mutilating more than 150 American Indians during what would be known as the Sandy Creek Massacre. Who's more violent? You can't say black Americans are that violent. We aren't. We learn from you. We learn from what we've seen. We're learning from history. Those who've seen it, we understand the playbook. Well, listen, we can't be nice no more. We have to get we have to get violent. We can't stay. We can't stay safe. We got to stay dangerous. How else are we going to fend off perpetrators? We've seen what happened when you invite people in. That's not your own. We see what happens when colonizers and, and, and all of these people outside of us come in with these false intentions of helping. And you're surprised we don't just openly, welcomely do things with people like, nah, we don't know you. We've learned through history and it's in our bloodline to feel a way and we keep learning it because the playbook keep being used on how we should not be so welcoming. But yet we still try to uh, how we go, you know, be generous people because that's just our nature. Boy, but when you piss us off. In 1873, Crazy Horse encounters General George Armstrong Custer for the first time. In 1874, gold discovered in South Dakota, Black Hills Drives U.S. troops to ignore a treaty and invade the territory. Come on. Not time and time again. They're showing you. They're not to be trusted. Once they want something and they see something, that's what it is. Here, you want a similarity? They put us in the hood. We cultivate the hood. They want the hood because now they see the, the value in it. What's that called today? Gentrification? Oh, Okay. In June 25, 1876, in the Battle of Little Bighorn, also known as Custer's Last Stand, Lieutenant Colonel George Custer's troops fights Lakota six, six, could be saying that wrong, and the Cheyenne Warriors led by Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull along Little Bighorn River. Custer and his troops are defeated and killed, increasing tension between Native Americans and white Americans. You came to my home. I defended myself victoriously. And you mad? Oh, because you ain't get what you wanted? So I'm supposed to just lay down and just let you take it, right? Negative. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. That's what they said. In October 6, 1879, the first students attend Charles Isle Indian Industrial School in Pennsylvania. 
the country's first off-reservation boarding school, the school created by Civil War veteran Richard Henry Pratt, is designed to assimilate Native American students. So you want us to be part of you again, huh? February 1887, President Grover Cleveland signs a Dow's Act giving the president the authority to divide up land allotted to Native Americans in reservation to individuals. What? Again? How are you going to tell somebody what you could do with what they could do with their land? People, things don't change. The playbook is still here. They're still doing the same thing. December 5th, 1890, sitting bullets killed during a confrontation with Indian police in Grand River, South Dakota, divide and conquer. By December 29, 1890, U.S. armed forces surround ghost dancers led by Chief Bigfoot near Wounded Knee Creek in South Dakota, demanding the surrender of their weapons. An estimated 150 Native Americans are killed in the Wounded Knee Massacre, along with 25 men in the U.S. Cavalry. Estimated. 150 but they know for sure 25 of their men was killed hmm got it January 29 Charles Dakota I'm sorry in 1907 Charles Curtis became the first Native American U.S. Senator sounds like we gotta uh, listen let's get into these offices let's start making changes because by June 2nd, 1924, the U.S. Congress passes the Indian Citizens Act, granting citizenship to all Native Americans born in the territorial limits of the country. Previously, citizenship has been limited depending on what percentage Native American ancestry a person had, whether they were veterans or if they were women, whether they were married to a U.S. citizen. Come on, people. Let's 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 look at it from what it is. Charles Curtis serves as the first Native American U.S. President under President Herbert Hoover, March 4th, 1929. Look how much time is going by. April 11, 1968. People, this is 2020. I'm telling you, in April 11th, in 1968, the, in, the Indian Civil Rights Act is signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson, granting Native American tribes many of the benefits included in the Bill of Rights. Listen, I can't make this stuff up. We got to come together as a people. And when I say as a people, Native Americans, Black Americans. We want people to understand us, but let's first understand them. Let's come together as a people because they've gone through it already. And because we're so disenfranchised, how do we know that those aren't your ancestors? I know they're mine. I know they mind. And a lot of times people will go, oh, if something is, you know, what would you do if certain things become mandatory and they need to assimilate? Well, I'm not about to die to prove a point. Not to no government. I have a family to take care of. And my family needs me. So, my two cents... Let's come together as a people. Let's sort out these Native Americans and let's protect them. And then we all come together and protect each other. And everyone who is a alliance member, do your part. 
And what will happen is even if the family members of those who don't agree with your military brothers and sisters will not approach you and, and, and destroy you. You see many instances where white people will surround a black person and the cops won't hurt the white people surrounding the black people, even though they want to get to the black people, they won't hurt harm or put hands on the white people because that's their own. So we have to become like a cell, a membrane. The native Americans are the nucleus. We have to be what protects them. And then we have to let, you know, the white people protect. It has to be layers in my opinion. So let's do that. Let's come together as a people. Let's, Form a tribe. Let's be the village to where we don't allow these uh, false narratives to keep dividing us. And we have to improve the quality of our lives. Uh, I want to thank everybody for who's made it this long. And I'll end it on this note. Will you be taking that vaccine? (laughs) 